Hello and welcome to another episode of Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy. This week we are doing our race rundown of the Austrian Grand Prix where we had our second sprint race of the season, plus we saw lots and lots of drama. It is also now officially the halfway mark of the season. We've had 11 races out of the 22, so things are starting to get a little bit interesting, to say the least. Now, without further ado, let's get straight into the podcast and discuss everything that went on over the weekend. So, to start off, unfortunately, we're starting off with some pretty sad and horrific news. So the Austrian Grand Prix was unfortunately tainted by the news of horrific behaviour of certain fans at the race. Now throughout social media statements published um, by teams and Formula One and drivers as well as discussions on the TV and throughout we saw numerous accounts of fans being having sexist racist and homophobic abuse thrown at them we saw tweets of women being harassed and feeling unsafe we saw you know some clips of people well at least what it appears to be was a fan taking other fans like merchandise like a hat and burning this um Plus, we saw booing of crashes, which we kind of saw a little bit at Silverstone too. Um, I'm not going to go into too much more detail of some of the incidents that were described of happening, as it is quite upsetting. Um, But, you know, if you would like to know more, there is a whole thread on Twitter, which kind of, I suppose, sparked some of the conversations happening. So definitely go over there to have a look at that. Um, this is definitely not what F1 needs, especially after the whole issues we've had with racism recently, if you're Evips and Nelson PK, just over the past few weeks. It's really, you know, as a fan, it gets to a stage where you're just like, oh, not, not again, this is awful. And, you know, being... It makes me not want to go to certain races. You know, you kind of step back and have a look. Like, I don't want to go to Austria. You know, I'm a a woman. I'm a woman of colour. Like, I do not want to be subjected to sexist and racist abuse at uh, Grand Prix. So it's very upsetting. You know, there is no place for this in Formula One or actually ever at all. I a hundred actually a thousand percent agree with statements coming from teams and drivers such as Toto Wolff, Lewis Hamilton, and Sebastian Vettel. The latter, who actually stated that people that have such horrific behaviour should actually be banned for life from the sport. I think I a hundred percent agree. I mean, we saw fans of teams, the Mercedes, Aston Martins. Um, you know, they actually brought some fans into like the paddock, into the garage, because of the amount of abuse they were suffering. They saw it on on, online and and actually brought them in because that was how much abuse these people were getting. I can't even comprehend, you know. Sport is something that is to be enjoyed and it's to be celebrated with passion and respect. 
that's a very key word there, respect to, to others around you. You know, we pride ourselves being the pinnacle of motorsport, the forefront of bringing sports, science and technology together. The, the past few weeks have just completely shown that whilst that might all be true, we are truly still stuck in the past with with this behaviour being repeated again and again and again. You know, I'd like to go a week without seeing the same statement over and over. It seems like the statement that Formula One or a team or whatever, it seems essentially as though it's a copy and paste job. But you just change it here and there to suit whatever's going on. And this isn't necessarily a place for ranting, I know, but it's starting to get to a point where you know, it's a world championship, meaning anyone from around the world can compete and win. So as a world championship, everyone should be respected. You know, be better, do better, hold people accountable for their actions. Discriminatory behaviour does not have a place in the sport, nor does it have a place in this world in 2022. Be better. That is enough is enough, and everyone, whether you're a fan, a driver, a team, whoever, whatever aspect or relationship to the sport you have, we all need to do better and hold people accountable because this cannot go on. Not in 2022. Enough is enough. It's getting ridiculous now. Okay, now we've got that little but important rant out of the way. Let's talk about a bit more positive stuff and what we're here to talk about the racing weekend now as mentioned Austria saw the second sprint race of the year and I feel like I'm starting to get used to these sprint races you know I still think that maybe there needs to be a couple of tweaks um but overall I, I don't I don't hate them however I I'm not sure I want six next year I think maybe four tops, but but we'll see. Uh, qualifying was a little bit mad for McLaren. Uh, they it, they they weren't doing too good. Uh, we had fifteenth for Lando and sixteenth for Daniel. Um, plus, they had issues in free practice, issues with DRS. Lando's car was just like not no. It, he was just like no, I'm not doing that. Um, and then we also saw later on in Q3 that both the Mercedes basically went off the track in exactly the same place. Um, it seemed like the wind had an impact on this. I think Martin Brundle said it looked like possibly the tailwind was having an impact on where the cars were going off. Um, at this stage, though, it was looking very good for Ferrari and Red Bull, but after qualifying... Um, Sergio Perez was summoned to the stewards and due to exceeding track limits he got given a penalty which demoted him back to 13 for the sprint race now this is not the first and only penalty we will see in the race weekend I feel like I'm gonna have to do a whole section at the end just to go through well not every single one we, we would be here all day and all night it's slightly crazy but um we'll go through more of the penalties a little bit later. Now, Saturday we saw the sprint race and we did actually also see some people chilling in a paddling pool in Effery, which was a little bit crazy. It looked, it, it looked fun. It looked like a great time. Um, but the sprint race is definitely where things got a little bit, a little bit interesting, if, if you thought qualifying wasn't interesting enough. 
Um, so we had two formation laps. Yeah, two. Fernando Alonso's tyre blankets were still on and they had to take him back to the pits. They were still working on the car and I believe that's something like, I should probably check, but I think it's about 15 seconds or, or there's a particular amount of time that basically you have to stop working on the car and they hadn't finished working on the car so they had to leave the tyre. But you, you basically, you have to stop working on the car and leave, like move on, you can't do any more and they hadn't finished on, on the car so the tyre blankets were still on. And then because of that, they had taken back to the pits. And after the first formation lap, Guan Yu Zhou was having engine problems. It looked like his car could get stuck on the grid. It just looked like the engine had gone out. However, luckily for him, it managed to start back up again. Now for Max, for Stappen, it was pretty much an, an eventful kind of sprint. He kind of started off well and kind of just cruised through into first um the ferraris however they were battling they really were i i started to to kind of panic a little bit i was like oh my god please do not take each other out please don't do that luckily i didn't thankfully um for most people it, they managed to make up a few positions a few places Perez did really well getting up into the top five we did see well it at least appeared to be a little bit of drama with Hassan McLaren teams with it what seemed like team orders um coming into play which may have impacted I've seen a lot of discussions over Mick and Daniel and we did see a bit of an angry Mick in the interviews in like the post-race interviews which I was a little bit shocked about because you know he usually just seems like quite like a happy go lucky nice guy but at the same time I was a little bit like yes Mick step into your villain step into your reputation era I was kind of here for it but it was just a bit of a surprise to see but you know he thought he was definitely faster than Magnuson and felt like you know he should have been able to pass but anyway he did quite well this weekend so let's move on to the race um, and I think, for me anyway, I think I've really started to see how much closer the teams are. I mean, to a certain extent, I think the Ferraris and the Red Bulls in the front are kind of look, kind of like basically battling between them because they're super fast. Um, Mercedes are starting to make a little bit of headway, so I think, you know, we could be having a bit of a free horse race at the front. Um, but, oh my God, where the battles are really taking place is the midfield. The, like the battle for fourth place at the moment is crazy and we are seeing battles mclaren and alpine has are really going for it i mean mclaren and alpine are currently now joined on points 81 so it's it is madness i mean there is a moment where, where we saw about five cars all going for it at once and this is what you want to see just some great moments also, we do have to say the Ferraris and Red Bulls battles, again, were fantastic. I was standing up. I was shouting multiple times. I mean, at one stage, it really looked like I was going to have a Ferrari 1-2. But just as Sainz was coming up behind Verstappen, and I was like, oh my god, he's going to do it. Carlos is going to get Verstappen. Disaster took place. And his engine blew up. You know, it was looking pretty scary at one point. The car was on fire. Yeah, because the engine blew up and it was rolling down the hill. So it was looking pretty dangerous. But luckily he got out of the car and he was fine. 
but this did mean the virtual safety car did come into play. After this, it looked like it was possibly all over for Ferraris as Leclerc out in front started having issues with throttle. And when I was seeing those radio messages pop up, I was like, oh no, it's game over. But luckily he managed to hold on and stay out in front. But however, this did mean that Mercedes was able to kind of play into that a bit. Um, Lewis Hamilton managed to get his third podium in a row. He came third. George was out in fourth. Um, obviously I think the signs and also at this point Perez had DNF'd after an earlier incident did kind of help the Mercedes at this point because they were the Red Bulls and the Fries were looking super fast I would say from the weekend or like qualifying and stuff those three teams were definitely definitely the quickest Um, but yeah they managed to benefit from the DNFs of signs and Perez to get more points for the team now we must also discuss it there's a lot going on this weekend there's a lot the amount of steward summoning and penalties that were given out this weekend majority of them were for white line track limit offenses there were 43 counted in total and there was numerous five second time penalties given to drivers for exceeding track limits Russell got a five-second penalty due to an incident with Perez at the start, I believe. Gasly got two of them. One of them, again, I believe, was for not serving a penalty. Albon got a five-second penalty in doing the sprint for forcing Lando off the track. And speaking of the sprint, I think about four or five drivers got summoned to the stewards for having received radio communication during the formation lap nothing came about that also i am not done with penalties and summoning to stewards that's that's just tip of the iceberg take a deep breath sebastian vettel received a 2020 uh, 25000 euro fine after walking out of a driver's meeting which essentially meant he broke article 12.2.1 of the international sporting code apparently he walked out due to an ongoing argument during the meeting thinking it was essentially going round around circles for about 20 minutes and then got annoyed of the whole situation and left due to this happening it says that any words deeds or writings that have caused more injury or loss to the fra its bodies its members or executive officers and more generally on the interest of most sport and the values defended by the FIA. Apparently there was the reason things were going round and round circles, or at least it felt like there was a huge argument between like the drivers and everyone in the meeting, um, just regarding driving driver standards. So it was going round and round and he was just like, I'm done, I've had enough, I'm not dealing with this, and left. So apparently he broke article 12.2.1 of the international sporting code and finally we move on to the last lot Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton have been handed suspended fines for Park Ferme breaches this is for 10,000 euros each and is suspended for the remainder of the season pending further violation of the procedure essentially their physios were instructed to wait outside the cool-down room behind the podium until the podium ceremony had concluded. This did not happen, 
but as long as they keep their noses clean, essentially you won't have to pay the fine. The reasoning behind the physios not, you know, waiting outside the cool down room, behind the podium until afterwards, is the basically the rule is to ensure that nothing is handed between the driver and the physio during park fair may to ensure like nothing changes for them to get weighed and whatnot. There's a lot, like I said, there's a lot going on with all of the summoning and, and the penalties. But anyway, let's go over the overall positions for the weekend. First, we had Charles Leclerc, second, Max Verstappen, third, Lewis Hamilton, fourth, George Russell, Esteban Ocon in fifth. Very good uh, weekend for him as well. Sixth, we have Mick Schumacher, who also got a driver of the day. Seventh, Lando Norris. Eighth, Kevin Magnussen. Ninth, Daniel Ricciardo. Tenth, Fernando Alonso. Eleventh, Valtteri Bottas. Twelfth, Alex Albon. Thirteenth, Lance Stroll. Fourteenth, Guan Yu Zhou. Fifteenth, Pierre Gasly. Sixteenth, Yuki Tsunoda. Seventeenth, Sebastian Vettel. With Carlos Sainz, Nicholas Atifi, and Sergio Perez DNFing. Right. Now, last but certainly not least, we have some F1 news for you that came out on Monday, 11th of July. I feel like a news anchor telling you news. Now, Bernie Eccleston has been in the press recently for, how do I say this, some controversial comments, I suppose, is the best way to say it. Uh, well, according to BBC News, Sky Sports, just everywhere in the news generally, Bernie Eccleston has been charged over alleged fraud. The CPS has authorised a charge against him with an investigation led by the HMRC. So, what a crazy couple of weeks it's bloody been in Formula One, I must say. Well, considering a crazy couple of weeks, I think we'll all be glad to know that we have a break from racing this weekend. I say glad. We don't, we're not really glad. We would rather have a something to watch. But we have a little break from racing. So we can all enjoy the crazy heatwave here in the UK. It's crazy. I'm currently sweltering. I decided to turn off my fan and close windows to ensure that there's not too much background noise. So um, I'm needing to wrap this up because it's getting a bit hot. Let's get a bit old, babes. Um, also, just a few quick announcements from now on. I'm going to back to the weekly Wednesday schedule. I'm going to try to be quick with like, make, trying to get it out on a Monday or Tuesday, but I think it would be best to stick with every Wednesday for the podcast, just for more consistency. Um, and just gives me a little bit more time. Next week, we'll have our second instalment of the history of Formula One, where this time I'm going to go into the 60s. But till next time, stay hydrated in this heat and I will see you in the next one. Bye.